Hello everybody and welcome back to a not that super late but still kind of late episode of the Gaming News Power Power. My name is We Spencer. still call it that? Is this still a thing that we call it? Yep. Oh. It's Gaming News Power Power brought to us by Take the Studios. And White Castle. And but White not Castle. Really. All right. But it's not, not really. crystals. It's not crystals. Yeah. That's uh, Yeah, the pro and con about it. <sighs> Today's episode is a little bit different. It's just me and Lee, uh, so we're just going to go over quick gaming news rundown with our thoughts and opinions. Usually we just read the headlines, but today we're going to talk about each subject a little bit, and there's roughly 20. Uh, next episode, we'll get back to our big discussion topics with our big discussion groups, and uh, yeah, so... Yeah, we'll throw out a real big-budget show for you guys that you've come to know and love. <laughs> We have to do, um, you know, in- intros because it's just myself, Spencer, and me. Uh, you know, uh, uh, dang it, uh, Dylan. Uh, it doesn't work as well with other people. Okay, yeah, you got me. Uh, yeah, it's me, Hannah Lee. Hannah Lee. Lee Han- Hannah Lee. That's me. That's him. Uh, and today we'll start off with the icebreakers as normal. So it's what you've been playing, uh, Lee. What have you been playing lately? Uh, so, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a clicker game that I never thought I would be into. I have been playing the absolute crap out of that game. Uh, it is super addictive, and I I like it a lot. I like it a lot, a lot. I like it enough that I've played a couple, uh, couple hundred hours of it in a couple <laughs> weeks. Um, and then also, I it's an oldie, but I'm having fun with it because uh, I saw Captain Marvel over the weekend. And decided to go searching. Picked up Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, the version that has every bit of the DLC, for $18 on a site from the UK. So I've been playing that, and uh, it is quite fun. And uh, the last one I played was 3, obviously. I I played a ton of it, so it's been a nice one to hop into and not have to spend uh, $92 on a uh, season pass. Yeah, yeah, and at least you didn't buy the collector's edition with those little uh, painted Easter eggs. Ah, uh, the Infinity Stones? No, no, no. Uh, uh, collector's editions so often are not worth the money. Just throw it out there. Don't buy a collector's edition unless it's something um, that unless you... you go to GameStop because they sell the Nino Cooney two one for like fifty or sixty dollars. Ooh, I still don't even know if that's worth it, but it's there. It is there. You can find a few collector's editions that are worth it, but uh, not that um, one. I am trying to think of a collector's edition of a game that I have ever gotten that has been worth it. Um, My Breath of the Wild edition, not the one with the little ceramic sword display one, because I thought that was like, I can buy way better statues hell for the extra money from the regular collector's edition to that master sword edition i can buy a real master sword to hang on the wall so no i'll pass on the stupid statue that i collect dust and i went with this the version that was like 120 and it came with a switch case that i still use and it came with uh, switch skins that i just recently replaced so they lasted almost two years before i decided to swap them out for splatoon skins and uh uh, it came with like some other stuff, like a map and a coin or something. But uh, that was cool because the case I'm still using it is still my favorite case I've ever seen for the Switch. I just thought of one. So the Fallout Four Pitboy Edition, uh, I actually got it when it clearanced out from oh, an yeah. electronics retailer. Yes. I bought it for thirty five dollars. Uh, I actually sold the game out of it to someone for thirty bucks. <laughs> And then I actually traded in the Pit Boy actually this year for fifty bucks to <laughs> a collectible store. So I would I, definitely say that one was worth it. I uh, forgot to mention Fallout ones. My bad. Because I, <laughs> I liked all of them. Oh yeah, all of them. Yeah, Fallout seventy six had a life size 
power helmet, uh, power armor helmet that has a voice changer and a light built onto it. Uh, it's really cool. I heard um, it came with a bag to carry it in too. It does. It comes with a bag, um, but it came with like this cool glow in the dark map, uh, and it came with like these little figures and that all represent different characters and creatures in the game. And uh, that one was really cool. Um, Wait, so are you saying that you bought it for the power armor helmet and all the other stuff, and you didn't buy it for the bag? I didn't buy it for the bag. It's it's weird. My oh. bag collection's pretty full. I actually donated a whole bunch of bags. Huh. That's uh, both a joke, and I really did just donate almost every bag I had because uh, I'm not a child going to school, and I'm not a, a I'm not this weird geek dude bro <clears throat> hybrid uh, that would need a bag like that. Like, I'm sure someone is so mad they couldn't stuff their bag full of, like, you know, uh, jizz socks to, uh, you know, make it look plump and, and set up in, on, like, a shelf. I'm sure someone's really mad that they didn't get the correct bag for their display. Um, yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not actually sure how many more severed heads you can put into a uh, a canvas bag than a nylon one. But I'm sure uh, someone out there is upset. The Fallout 4 one was cool because of that Pip-Boy edition. I still have like an iPhone that 6. That crate was actually solid though. Oh my god. Everything about that was really cool. Um, and iPhone, I have an iPhone 6 still. And I keep it. And I charge it up pretty regularly. I never use it. I just Well, have it's it. an iPhone 6 so you would have to. Uh, yeah. I have it just for the power the Pip-Boy. For cosplay, for Momocon, DragonCon, uh, AnnieCon, ComicCon, whatever. Uh, so I have BoilCon, FriedCon, GrillCon, yeah, Con uh, Soup, XCon, um, and XCon, uh, you all that. <laughs> I uh, in Fallout Three, actually, Walmart had a stack of them clearance, literally like a bulk stack of of the special editions that had lunchboxes. I bought one. They were $20 a piece. I regret every day that I didn't buy all of them and resell them a couple of years later. I'm so, oh, yeah. so mad at my right past now. self. But I was like part-time at Best Buy. Let's, let's do some Money looking was... up. Let's see. Follow. I don't want to know. I don't <laughs> want to know. But uh, while you look that up, and since we're off the subject of collector's editions, I want to talk about what I've been playing lately. Oh, because... yeah. Oh, oh, $100. I can find them going for $70 right now. Cool. So that's a, that's a good decision you made then. I did. I make good decisions all the time. Uh, like what I've been playing recently. Uh, I've been playing Octopath Traveler still. Uh, actually, I have gotten on the treadmill, and since I can split the Joy-Cons off of the screen, I'll set up the screen, hold the Joy-Cons with their straps in my hands while I'm on the treadmill, and Octopath is a turn-based JRPG, so I can play it, and I have to worry about any kind of playing skill. Like, I just have to make sure I hit the right button, but it's not even timed, so I have all the time in the world. It's going to be a slow grind, but it gives me a reason to get on the treadmill and have something to focus on that can take my mind off of the insanely dull jogging that is treadmill stuff. Uh, I've also been playing the Video Kid. It's like a a complete clone of the Paperboy, that old... um, arcade right. game and except yep. it, it looks like minecraft like so it's voxel it's um you know it looks like it's a 3d version of 8-bit but it has so many 80s in 90s does, it, does its creator also freak out about uh transgender people existing on twitter no no it, it, he has not uh no oh my uh, god <laughs> oh i forgot he's got to, i forgot he's got to sell his company for a couple billion and then lose his mind oh are we what are you referencing before i keep continue with my game thing Oh, uh, I'm referencing Notch having a uh, a breakdown on uh, on the Twitter dot com. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I'm well. Okay. Well, this isn't done by Notch. This was made by Pixel Trip Studio, so uh, it's totally not um, homophobic or xenophobic or whatever <laughs> else Notch is. Well, um, you know that's that's what Minecraft was. It was a game that taught kids about how how capitalism is great and. Uh, and xenophobia is actually like it saves lives, I... and we should build walls. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Now, all right. Well, anyway, I'm talking about. <laughs> Damn it, I'm talking about uh, 
the video kid and it's a fun game with a million 80s references it's really fun uh, the levels have a certain amount of predetermination to them but it's it's like certain blocks each block is preset but the vehicles that are referenced uh, to all 80s movies like DeLorean, the Back to the Future car, the A-Team van, uh, no, those will come by randomly. The houses on the street, they are references to all kind of 80s and 90s stuff. Um, those will come up randomly. Um, uh, so they're not predetermined just like the cars. But each block kind of has a set to it. Um, it's it's really cool if you play it. I've played, I've, man, it's one level. But I have yet to beat it, and I've played it for hours and hours, and I love it. And it's like three ninety nine on Steam, regular price right now on Switch. I think it's less than a dollar or two. Uh, it's really great, super great. And I have it on my Switch, so whenever I am uh, just wherever at work or whatever, I can just play it because I can. And on the fifteen, I can make a lot of progress. Huh. Anyway, That's also cool. last game I want to bring up. You brought up. Uh, a game that was reviled by the gaming community in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and you are liking it. I'm going to bring up a game that was hated uh, by the gaming community that I'm having a lot of fun with, Mass Effect Andromeda. I put like 20 hours into it when it first launched, and that's when I was like, I give up, I can't play this. But then there was tons of fixes. There was tons of stuff that was fixed on the game. Luckily, it's an online game, so it is. I mean, it has online, but no one plays that obviously but the focus on the story and because it doesn't have that timer on it like an online game needs its community if it doesn't have the community it's dead uh this is a single player game and i was like all right i'll pick this up for my birthday whatever cool i'll play this and i'll see if i can get back into it because i really want to get into that universe and play it a little bit because i just got done with assassin's creed odyssey and I still am on an RPG kick that a JRPG just doesn't fix. Uh, so I've been playing it, and I've been loving it. I I knew I was going to start out in a place where I was really frustrated, but everything is perfect now on the ice planet that I was stuck on, and um, I just I love it. So, cool. Uh, I love Mass Effect Andromeda. Still have yet to even want to play Anthem. I, I was going to let you get all of that out there because I wanted that just fully on the record with <laughs> but I you, you you've almost gotten me to the point where I think I might want to try it too Mass Effect Andromeda it's a great yeah. RPG tons of choices and a lot of exploration that's cool oh now we're here for an extended version of the gaming news rundown usually I play the Mario end level theme and someone has to read this it. This time, he's going to play Beethoven's... Uh... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Usually, we have a time limit of like 140 seconds or whatever, and uh, we have to get through the whole list. Today, we're going to take it one by one, one step at a time, and give short comments or our takes, or what we you know, know about the subject and how we think it's bullcrap, which I'm going to start off with. Uh, so that's what we're going to do with the Gaming News Rundown. Oh, we're not doing music this time. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so, first off, stupid rumor about PlayStation buying Take Two is stupid. Uh, it's a dumb why, rumor. Why would they though? Why would they? Why would Take Two sell out? Can PlayStation even afford Take Two? Just a few years ago, PlayStation was selling their American headquarters to like you know be in the black for a certain quarter because they were in the red for like. I don't know, four years in a row. So can they really even afford Take-Two? And just, and just for the listeners at home, I mean, I know, uh, Take-Two is uh, an indie studio. Uh, they only come out with a couple of games every few years. Um, but uh, they currently are in charge of uh, some... It's What was that indie title? Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, it's a, they're, they're a real inspiration. Yeah, like, man, you know... Everybody. You, you you lump them up there right with games like you know Shovel Knight uh, and uh, Night in the Ghost Lights that I'm really glad I backed their Kickstarter uh, and other games like that. So yeah, man. Uh, not only that, they own 2K. So any <laughs> yeah, that little indie studio owns 2K. So any game that 2K comes out with, uh, that's them as well. Yeah, they're, so they're so they're so little and underground. They can't even afford 4K yet. Man, so, you know, you've got stuff like... God 
man. Uh, Borderlands. Uh, any Borderlands games? The Sid Meier Civilization game. I like it said Borderland. Like that's gonna be the ultimate prequel. The <laughs> bo- it's gonna be. The, it's gonna be the one that you play. It, it actually takes place before the first game. It's just called Borderland. That's I said- the funniest thing that they could do i would actually buy that because it'd be hilarious i said borderlands with an s <laughs> like you know they joke about how they can't make another borderlands game because they, they have to find a way for the bandit to hold the gun shooting himself in the in the next ones uh because in the first one he's holding his fingers to his head and it looks like a gun the second one he's got two fingers in borderland uh it just has a bandit and he doesn't have any arms and he just looks very disappointed God. Anyway, <laughs> the fact that this has even been rumored is annoying because Take Two slash Two K essentially it's like Activision Blizzard really because Two K puts out Sid Meier's and uh, NBA Two K, WWE Two K, um, XCOM, all those games. Uh, you've got a lot of games that Two K puts out. Uh, you also have a ton of games that Rockstar puts out. Not just, you know, their Grand Theft Auto and their Red Deads, which come out every now and then. But you've got a big backlog and a big history for them. How in the hell could PlayStation buy them and afford to keep making those same quality games? Like Unless, it's... like, uh, Sony was just going to stop, you know, making uh, televisions and uh, anything else ever and just divert the money to nothing but games, I guess? It's the PlayStation Rockstar. Cool. Yes. That'll put ass in seats. I was like, what is this? Like, as soon as I saw this story, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It has no basis in fact. No one, this is not real. It's not real. It's not real. There. Uh, Number two. Anyway, let's let's just move on for it. Number two, uh, the last person still playing PUBG and not Fortnite or Apex uh, is actually stepping away from the game. Uh, and uh, that is player unknown himself. Yeah, the uh, creator of PUBG is gone. Well, he was the last player, so I mean, I guess he really was the like the winner. I mean, it's it, battle royale style. Uh, he's the last one there, so he wins by <laughs> default, right? He he got into a game. It was completely empty. It started, and it just said "winner, winner, chicken dinner." And I heard that like, they were trying to come up with all kinds of ways to like freshen it up and like take on Fortnite and, uh, you know, Apex. Apex. And so, like, the the one suggestion people were talking about, changing it to tofu dinner to be more inclusive of non-meat eaters. That's true. Um, I I didn't play it because I don't like eating chicken. Yeah, it's like, I I feel like, you know, know, some people would probably be like, ooh, I don't know if I want to win chicken, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was a lie. I love eating chicken. But I don't love PUBG. So, goodbye. Press (laughs) F. Oh, F... Third, uh, uh, third topic. Gearbox teases. Borderlands <clears throat> three. Wow, that's funny. It's like we were already talking about it. So they actually teased the third one. They didn't tease the prequel that Spencer was talking about, Borderland. Um, I was... And so I love all these like pre, like pre tease teases. Like yeah. they're teasing a teaser for packs. The uh, teaser teaser. Like, what the hell? And it, it's almost one of those things where, like, I was glad to see that Bethesda was working on the next Elder Scrolls game. But who didn't think they were working on the next Elder Scrolls game? Yeah. And so with Gearbox teasing Borderlands 3, who didn't think that they would eventually one day do a Borderlands 3? Like, uh, yeah. why, why would you not? Borderlands 2, They're too busy reference, you know? They're too busy ripping people off with their massive scandals. Uh, yeah, so I guess everybody can get their pitchfork, I mean, uh, pitchfork out for the company, but still, like, I don't know. I mean, I do not like Gearbox as a company, but I do enjoy Borderlands, uh, so I, Borderlands kind of evens it out for me, um, I don't like how they operate, but I'm excited for Borderlands 3 because Borderlands is kind of what Fallout 76 wants to be. Yeah, so like, okay, so Borderlands being by Gearbox Studios is kind of one of those things where something that's awful can be used for something great. Just like, I hate the Eagles, but I'm glad that the Eagles exist so I could have the joke in the Big Lebowski about him hating the Eagles. Um, (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So like, 
it almost makes it worth it. So yeah. Borderlands is so good, and Borderlands Two is so good. Uh, and yeah, I can't yeah. wait for Borderlands Three because uh, they never made any other games other than Borderlands One and Two and Tales from the Borderlands. So like, people have been waiting for new content for a long time. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll, yeah let's ignore yeah. all the other games they made. Let's ignore that Alien game where they completely lied to people at E3. Um, and let's move on. Number four. Google teases the future of gaming for for their keynote at GDC 2019. Lee, you just talked about how much you loved teases for the teaser. Oh, um, right. So let's, let's, what is it going to be? Is it going to be like the Google Chrome game? I oh man, Chrome gaming is probably the worst thing I could think of. Actually, that I think you scarred my brain. <laughs> um, it would be like, man, I, do you love mobile gaming, but you hate all the depth and stories that you get with it? Well, <laughs> don't worry about all that anymore. You can have a ton of Flappy Bird clones and terribly made platformers. What do you guys not have phones? For those yeah. of you who don't. Here's a Chromebook gaming. I have no idea what they're going to do. Other than the one thing that is coming down the pipeline uh, is definitely cloud gaming. Uh, it's yeah. it's a thing that everybody's wanting to go to. And that's the only thing I could think of with Google is, you know, they might be doing some kind of cloud gaming service or something like that where they're like, you know, hey, kids, do you like Violence? Battle Royaling? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, uh, I think if they're dead in the water if it's something like, oh, you can play your Android or Apple phones on your TV now, those games. It's like, well, Microsoft literally just patched that into their Xboxes. That's so, for, like, man, they better not do that. Like that's, like, that's for, like, old people who like Facebook and stuff like that. Kids yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, stupid. Um, but Google also, number five, Google hired the Assassin's Creed co-creator Jade Raymond as their vice president. So, <laughs> have... you know, that's that's enough. I definitely have a lot of faith because I, I myself personally am always talking about Jade Raymond, uh, the co-creator of Assassin's Creed. So that's a like that's going to put some asses in the seat. She's the vice president of all of Google, not just a division for games. She is the Google VP. Uh, like, well, if they're trying to, ass- <laughs> I was going to make a joke about them assassinating their own brand. She's actually probably amazing. Uh, I'm sure so, she is. I'm sure if you need to take Prince of Persia and skin it into a different game, she's the uh, best. She's the uh, best. Well, we all know the first Assassin's Creed is the best one. It's the. I know that sarcasm, <laughs> but whenever anyone says Assassin's Creed 1 is good, I'm like, your opinion is trash. Because <laughs> it was like a tech demo of what Assassin's Creed should have been. And 2 was like, hey, look at this. It's the real <laughs> game. Um, it's like one is like the beta. <laughs> it is. It's like the beta. That's what it would be today. Uh, number six, Fallout seventy six got some DLC and some rebalancing and stuff like that with the wasted on Nuka Shine. Yes. So you can speak more to the rebalancing because you read stuff and you did your research. I uh, <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to the DLC expansions. <laughs> You just um, went, ooh, new shiny shit. Click. Literally, it said shine. I was like, I love me some shiny shit. And I clicked it. I went, dev notes. Click. Uh, yeah. Because I swore the game off until they fixed my energy weapons, and it looks like they may be on the path to doing that now. Yeah, they uh, are on the path of redemption um, after they put their fan base on a trail of tears. Oh. I, just, I just want to throw Too out sad. that in the time we've been recording this, uh, oh, I'm glossing over that. Uh, that in the time we've been recording this, we have actually sold a copy of the video kit uh, to a person in the room with me, and they're currently playing it. So, if that studio, if you guys want to get at us, um, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, the podcast isn't even out yet, and someone <laughs> in this period has already bought the game and is playing it. If that's not salesmanship, I don't know what to tell you, because I could sell the devil a new pitchfork and a sharpening service. And then you just throw him in there. He can make Mass Effect Andromeda sound playable. So, oh my I mean, god. Come on, us. man. I love Mass Effect Andromeda. I love it, kind of. Um, 
The only thing we will not sell is the first Assassin's Creed game. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Jade Raymond, VP of Google. I can't sell it. Yeah. Um, No, now Gearbox, if uh, if you guys need an idea, Borderland, think about it. Uh, Get back with us on that. We just want just a couple royalties. It won't be so bad. I just covered my mouth while I screamed a lot of curse words. Uh, (laughs) I said with an S. Anyway, uh, Fallout 76. Um, the uh, expansions start now with Wasted on Nuka Shine update, where you go on a quest to like a speakeasy, and you get you gain the plans to be able to make your own uh, brewery at your camps, and the also the camp sizes have been increased, which is great. I hope there's less players per server, and I hope that our camps can be a lot bigger. I'm testing it now, and uh, <laughs> I think you definitely probably have your wish on that one. Oh damn it! Uh, but I the, think that there's there's enough players now that you could probably kill Evan no issue. Oh remember when that was a thing? Man, wasn't that fun? We've talked about Fallout Seven Six on every podcast so far. Anyway, <sighs> sponsor us, Bethesda. Uh, so, also next week starts the like Mardi Gras kind of march. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really like gonna get hardcore back into it on that. There's masks. <laughs> I'm already time. celebrating the uh, the Mardi Gras thing though, actually, because for Lent I gave up Fallout Seventy Six. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I, I really like the mask idea where you do the quest and you get one random mask and you can redo the quest uh, events uh, and you get a different mask each time and you can trade with people. There's like a certain drop rate on the masks. I like that because I like collecting different stuff. I It gives me a reason to go back to an event instead of just XP, which I don't need anymore. Once you hit level 50, you're kind of good. Um, so yeah, I am enjoying that. I'll probably check it back out again. Maybe we'll we'll have to see. Uh, it is a 17 gig update, so eh, you know a little bit, a little bit. But uh, fortunately, yeah. uh, since we live in you know uh, first world country, I'm sure that everybody has easily accessible internet with no data caps whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Um, but moving on to other, talking about DLC, Ooh, another yeah. game that I've been playing lately. Yeah, again. Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, So, Larion Studios, I know, is wanting to go on to another game and do some more stuff, uh, but they're going to do some free DLC with uh, gift bags for each character. And I tell you what, that is a game to me that just keeps on giving because every time I start a new character because I find a new mod and I'm an indecisive whore, uh, I (laughs) love it more and more each time. And... I I get some pretty psychotic builds. Um, Spencer can attest to the fact of how much time it takes me to set up and leave the beach whenever we play Divinity uh, Because I will always get to the points by uh, skipping around stuff and using exploits to get high enough level to kick Dallas's ass in Fort Joy because it makes me happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I, I really like uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. I'm glad they're doing some free DLC. Gift bags, you know, not really calling them loot boxes, but gift bags. Um, but speaking of loot boxes, uh, Anthem, oh, I know you kind of want to talk about this as well, Lee. Uh, yeah, it was it was not the best Good Charlotte song, but I think it was a lot more underrated than people uh, gave it credit for. So oh, the game. Is... The game. Okay, yeah. So supposedly there was a boycott of Anthem, but I don't think anybody could tell. Uh, and, you know, uh, <laughs> oh. they finally were like, oh, crap. It seems that people like loot. They like actually getting things when they play a game. Huh. Maybe we should go back to them getting things when they play the video game. Yeah, it's... Um... It's one of those things where, uh, you actually mentioned this before we started recording, um, where it's developers saying they want the grind for the grind's sake to force purchases, not really to reward the yep. player on their quests. Yeah, it's not because they're, you know, they value uh, your time because they don't. Uh, it's not because they want you to have a sense of pride and accomplishment. It's because they like money, and they know that if they make it grindy enough... They can piss you off enough, and you can pay them money to not fuck with you and make you mad, yes. which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but that is the way that it is now. It's just like people complained about uh, Black Ops Four, rightly so. Uh, when it started off, like the first week was the best uh, for the game, in my opinion. 
And then when they introduced the black market and all that kind of stuff, it was just such a grind for it. And the whole thing of, it's just cosmetics, you don't have to do it. And all that kind of stuff that people do, of course. Yeah. Uh, it was like, sure, it's just cosmetics, except they shove this shit in your face every time you get in a match and out of a match and all this kind of stuff. Like, you get a big screen. It's, it's basically like just a giant neon dick. And they lay it right on your forehead, and they tell you, you don't have to suck it, but I'll have it right by your lips. Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't like how Battlefield nor Call of Duty does their boxes, uh, their crates, or whatever you want to call them, uh, because they, they do. They advertise it after every game, and like Battlefield 1 was so bad of it that when it first launched, you literally had to wait until everyone was done uh, oh, opening their crates before you'd really cue the next round. It's awful. Like the it's whole thing awful. of it is like, so Battlefield Four, I feel like had a good balance of it because the thing of it is, you could buy the golden packs or whatever if you needed to or something, but there's yeah. no reason to. Like, yeah. there's literally no reason to. If you played the game enough, you could earn packs and stuff like that. But there are impatient people who are going to spend money. Just leave it that way. Like, I feel like Battlefield Four was a good balance of it because. Everything in them was literally cosmetic, or it was something like, oh, I only like the Cobra Red Dot site, but I have to, you know, grind for 60 more matches before I'll unlock it on this gun. Uh, I could just buy it now. Um, so it almost rewarded patience. Yeah. Like, hey, you don't have to spend this money. Whereas now, it's like they reward people with mommy and daddy's credit card, and yeah. that's it. Yep. So... It's super annoying. I like the way some single-player games do, like um, Assassin's Creed. Essentially, their only version of a loot box is... Because you, you can buy cosmetic DLCs just piecemeal or as a group, but you buy what you know you're buying. It's not just like a crate. Uh, but they do have a version of the crate in like a random daily quest. And you can do it every day, but it is a damn quest. And um, then you get a certain random... Uh, item and then that was in Origins and in Odyssey if you did certain quests it built up a certain currency that you could spend on really cool rare items or uh, mystery items but they were always going to be like a certain rarity uh, and you could buy those uh, current that currency I guess before like doing the um, quests in, in case you didn't have time to do the quest or whatever but uh, it never really advertised that and um, I really enjoyed that. So I hope if single-player games have to do it, they do it like that, where it doesn't really affect the game, because there's so many legendary weapons that you're already going to get. Um, just do the damn quests. Um, and uh, for multiplayer games, uh, I don't, I don't know, but it's a big problem. And one of the problems, moving into number nine, with loot boxes is how kids spend money on these things, how kids spend money on the skins oh, and yeah. stuff. And, Damn. uh, it's, you know, I wrote in here as a transition, speaking of dropping fan bases, because we were talking about Anthem, Fortnite will do a good thing and introduce an undo purchase button. And that's you know, really they, cool. They emailed uh, people, like, I think it was the week Apex came out or maybe the week after, trying to get people to get back into the game. Yeah, I So remember. here's the thing. Here was the thing. They emailed everybody, hey, you just play a certain amount, whatever, this and that. You you know you get the season pass for free essentially right yeah. yeah well everybody got that who had an active membership yeah what a lot of people uh, came to find out and I've uh, talked to a couple other people who got it is people who haven't logged in for like over I think it was like a month or something like that they got another email letting them know that it would take fewer matches for them okay. so they really were trying to get people uh, like in like really bad so. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's definitely like a weird time because last year Fortnite was just like the king, you know, that was the, the game. And now, man, the same people I heard talking about Fortnite last year, they talk about Apex the same way right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's the and same it's thing. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They forget like, Hey, they were this hot about Fortnite and it was the best thing going last year. Apex is just this year's version of the Battle Royale thing until it kind of dies down. Like, you remember online shooters were such a big deal that they shoehorned online multiplayer into every 
game. Assassin's oh, Creed God, had a lot of multiplayer. Game that they yeah. could. Although the Assassin's Creed multiplayer was so bad that it was good. Uh, uh yes, I, I loved it because it was just <laughs> like twelve people in a match, all acting like NPCs, walking like a certain path file, and then going to sit down. And it's like, yep, you were playing like who the fuck is? Let me, the let me ask one? you. Let me ask you an honest question here. Yes. How many people have you asked them? What's your favorite multiplayer uh, experience? How many of them have ever had a story that involved Mass Effect 3? None. <laughs> so, to me, that was a pretty shoehorned uh, multiplayer. Um, so, there was like games like that forever. Everything had to have multiplayer. Yes. No matter what. And they would just tack it on there and stuff. And now, I feel like everything has to be Battle Royale. And yep. I'm just wondering, like, what, when's the Battle Royale balloon going to bust? Because you know it is. You know, kids are going to eventually get tired of Battle Royale. Um, I will mention... Oh, actually, you know what? I'll mix it up a little bit. Number 10, none of these games would matter, and they might. the bubble might burst if the Dark Souls creator had his way because he wants to make a Battle Royale game. I think that would be the cusp of, you know what? It's time to stop. Oh, right. And so that's the thing. It's like, there was there's Battle Royale like everything, though. Yeah. Yeah, but Dark Souls with Battle Royale, they'd be like, you know uh, what? This kind of that, kills that's it. Not real. That's not real. He wants it to be real, though. He wants no, it. No, but speaking of, of how big no. money, real quick, how big money Battle Royale is, Fortnite father, Ninja, was paid a million dollars by EA to just stream Apex Legends. Man, like... I would do some <sighs> bad things for a million dollars. Oh, definitely, 100%. Uh, million dollars. Like, what would what would I do on the internet for a million dollars? I don't know. Like anything. A million kind of gives you a limit, because you know it just depends. Like there, like a million dollars, you have to be smart with. Um, so we know that he doesn't qualify for that. How long do you think it'll take him to waste that? Uh, um. I think it'll be good for his channel though, because he can at least afford like one decent looking fucking light now, uh, for his like face cam. Yeah, he um, he he. From what it looks like, it looks like he's pretty good with his money. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't regularly follow him. The last time I watched him a couple months ago, he was just kind of sitting in front of what looked like some wood paneling and like a single wide trailer in Alabama somewhere. <laughs> it's like. That fake, like, wood, you know, that fake wood stuff that has, like, the black lines in it? You know what I'm talking about. You're poor, so you've seen yeah. it before. Yeah. Uh, so he was sitting, and it just looked like that, and I'm just like, if I if this dude didn't have bright blue hair and his name wasn't Ninja, I would think I had just, you know, stumbled on the stream of somebody named, like, Cody or Toby <laughs> or, like, Sean, but spelled, like, S-E-A-N. And they're just playing a game they like, you know, like he yeah. didn't look like he had some kind of amazing setup or anything like that. And that's, it's really funny. Um, so I'm sure it's different now, but I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of something that really looks good. Oh boy. The Xbox <laughs> new controller. It was, you it's mean the nude controller? Nude controller. It's nude, clean and white. So, you know. I'm nicknamed yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, that's pretty funny. It actually looks really nice, though. In, it looks really honesty. pretty. It looks really pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. That's what they got going for them. Good job, Xbox. You, you've officially released double the amount of new controllers than you have exclusives. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those controllers that if it had to call the police because of being assaulted, the police would have asked, "Is that what you were wearing?" God. Um, speaking of, you know, Microsoft not having exclusives, they're actually giving oh, away their exclusives. Oh, I like that now. reference. It's it's that reference isn't really much of a reach, though. Oh, that's that was a good transition. Um, do you want to take this one? Sure. Microsoft has fans drooling over the fact that Halo Reach is being added to the Master Chief Collection, and it is being released with the collection on Steam. I'm so excited about that. Because yeah. I think system exclusives are the stupidest trash 
uh, that should have died in a fire 10 years ago. I think everybody should be able to play every game and that you should come up with something more compelling than uh, exclusives to sell your hardware if that's the big thing. Plus the future software, baby. We all know that. Yep, future software. Halo Reach, though, I'm excited about that. Uh, Best Halo game, don't care. Don't at me. Uh, Don't really care about your opinion. Uh, Halo Reach had, in my opinion, the best multiplayer. I love the single-player story. Um, I'm glad that they're doing it first because they're doing it in chronological order. So I say bravo to 343. Uh, You know, you guys definitely dodged a bullet by not being the studio that released Destiny 2. Yeah, good job. Uh, Don't forget that Destiny 1 wasn't released on PC. And yet 343 is literally taking an Xbox exclusive and having it launch on Steam, not just PC, on Steam, damn it. Like, not even on the Microsoft Store. (laughs) On Steam, of all places. It's crazy. Uh, Soon to be the Epic Gaming Store, too, probably. Probably. Uh, 343, the fans are loving it, too. They keep sending pizzas. 343 multiple times on Instagram and Twitter posted, please stop sending pizzas. We we, we appreciate it, but this food is going to go to waste. And they had, like, stacks of pizzas. Stacks on stacks. And then pretty funny, actually. Like, they work later than their receptionist does. So they're they're working late at night, and there's, like, you know, multiple pizza guys that pull, pizza guys that'll pull up and be waiting outside, and they'll have to go get the damn pizzas from the front, and it's like, it's it's <laughs> Seems great. like a good problem to have, though. Yeah, yeah, you can never have too much pizza. Just buy a new fridge, have it delivered, and put just only pizzas in there. I mean, it's free food is free food, so... You know. But I, I love it. They, they did get some help to build the games from the ground up, because they're rebuilding... Every Halo game from the ground up. So they hired Ruffian Games and Splash Damage to help. Uh, I'm excited. I I want to play these in chronological order. I haven't played every Halo game, especially the stories, because I've only never touched one. Uh, I've only played Halo 2 multiplayer, uh, played Halo 3 multiplayer, Halo 3 ODST multiplayer, uh, Halo Reach, uh, half the story none of the multiplayer um and i have halo 4 and uh didn't you don't do have it. to play that i, yeah, I don't think that one. yeah is it no yeah. it's i have all the halo three, games i'm pretty sure but yeah halo 4 was a is a different thing you don't have to play that it's a different protagonist everything uh just just the game series really stops at 3 well to be to be fair um i don't like paying 60 dollars uh to play a game online when I already pay for internet. It's like, why isn't this yeah. shit $25 yet? Um, and $25 I could, I could handle, but 60 is like a new game. So I have the Halo collection, but I don't have Xbox Live, so I can't really play it online. And I really haven't felt like playing it because I don't like to play on the Xbox. I'd like to play on my PC. That is my preference. No problem if you like playing on your Xbox. That's cool. Actually, Xbox made it to where you can play PC games streamed to the console itself. So more fluidity there. If you if you want to play on a TV, because that's someone's gripe. Uh, I actually like playing on my monitor um, more than my TV for certain games. Yeah, I like having to choose between which monitor to play my games on. Um, and the TV is just like, yeah, you know. I have my computer hooked up to my TV, and I thought I played the last half of Odyssey. Well, that's kind of cool. I and just my... I, I wouldn't I wouldn't play a, uh, especially a shooter or multiplayer game on a TV anyway. I nah. just Nah, I want to be good at it. Yeah, I'm a snob, dude. I like my 144 hertz and you know under one millisecond response time and all that kind of stuff too much. Well, you know, size matters to a certain extent. Um, I mean, if you're sitting right in front of the monitor, though, what's it matter? You know. It, yeah, it doesn't always matter. Sometimes it can be smaller and be fine. Uh, Octopath Traveler is getting put on smartphones. Ha! You like that transition? Um, oh yeah, the the new Octopath. Uh, what was it called? The Octopath is it in yet edition? Yeah, Octopath Traveler prequel going to be on smartphones. It's going to launch in Japan uh, first, so we'll get to see the extension, like the extents of the uh, story. I can't, dude. I can't wait to check out Septopath Traveler. Man, that's a smart joke, you guys. That's, you got to know, man. Whoa, that relates back to an earlier joke. It's great. You see, Gosh. humor is obtained through subverting expectations. And uh, that really wasn't that humorous because everybody was expecting that joke. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, man. 
I like I like uh, I like game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like game. No phone. Uh, well, you know what? There's plenty of cool. It has to be a game made for the phone. Mar- like a game made for the phone. Like the way that. Like the new Diablo Immortal. Man, god damn it! No. <laughs> you know what games work on phones? Assassin's Creed uh, Rebellion because it's just like tap. What? I, I thought solitaire. I, I thought you were actually asking what kind of games work on phones, and I was saying like card games and <sighs> games like that. Um, games like Jurassic World, where they're going to you know kind of just have you raise a dinosaur, or games like Fallout Shelter, where you're just managing people and they kind of do their own thing. Mario Run, where you're just tapping, and it was a really great adaptation. Um. Uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which is like a very small, very like five percent of what uh, Animal Crossing is. Pocket Camp is that because it's your phone. It's not the damn game system. Uh, Pokemon yeah, Go. I, see, you know? I, I play Go and Pocket Camp and all this. I think they're fine. My only problem with most mobile games is I only play them for about a week or two. Yep. And then I just I get so bored with them because like I just. Uh, I don't know, like, the only thing I use my phone for is to text occasionally and then open Twitter, browse everything, close it, and immediately reopen it, like, forgetting I just closed it. So I just don't have time to fit in, like, a game between that. Yep. Uh, So I guarantee you I'm not the only person who's done that. God. Um, Yeah, so we have that. Um... I really don't want a long game on my phone. Ugh, move on. Uh, speaking of portable gaming, because I don't have to play it on my phone, I can play it on a real system. Splatoon 2 on the Switch, the Splatfest this weekend, which starts right about tornado time here, because I live in Alabama. Uh, it has Knights vs. Witches. Cool thing about this one is they're going to be in costume, which is cool. They haven't done that since uh, the Squids versus Octopus uh uh, Octoling version of their their Splatfest, and this one gives you a cool. full blown like costume. That's cool to me because they stopped their like updates of adding maps and adding weapons and stuff, and they're just doing fixes. But they're keeping the Splatfest going, which I really like. Um, I'm really waiting for that final Splatfest before they launch Splatoon three. So Splatoon 2's final Splatfest should be Callie Marie versus um, the new girls that refuse to learn their names because I don't like them. Because I'm gonna choose Callie Marie all the time. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Huh. Uh, uh, and number You're a very passionate Splatoon uh, 2 fan. I do. I, I love it. Um, Splatoon, uh, I trespass that at every con, it seems like. Uh, I have Splatoon 2 skins on all my Switch stuff. Uh, I had Splatoon 1 uh, stuff on the Wii U. And, uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I really love it. So, anyway, uh, our final topic, Lee. I'm going to let you take this because you're the D&D guy. Sure. So, <clears throat> Critical Role's Kickstarter for an animated project, The Legend of Vox Machina, actually ended up hitting $7.2 million as of recording this. Uh, oh. And that is out of their $750,000 goal that they set for themselves. Um, so, that's pretty crazy. And the thing we were talking about earlier before we kicked off this here podcast is 10 years ago, if you had told somebody who played, you know, D&D, or even just mentioned at a convention and stuff, and you said, hey, uh, you know, you know, in a decade, uh, Dungeons & Dragons is going to be popular enough on the internet uh, to warrant almost, uh, like, you know, over $7 million uh, just to have a cartoon of a single campaign made. People would have probably been like, yeah, sure, okay. And I think everybody would have just laughed at you because... Dungeons and Dragons, that's nerd stuff. Nobody likes that. Um, But here we are, and Dungeons and Dragons is literally for everybody. It's like Finn Balor's abs. It's for everybody. Yeah, it's really, uh, man, it's really grown to really different sections of of nerd culture that people kind of, I guess, would get the vibe that, yeah, they're nerds, but, like, they're D&D, that's really nerdy. But it's not. It's like, it reaches everyone now because it's storytelling, it's gaming, it's creation. Yeah, and there's, there's so many different kinds. Like, if you, you're like, well, I don't really like Dungeons and Dragons and Fantasy. There's everything from, I've seen a Rick and Morty tabletop. Uh, I saw somebody who came up with a 
tabletop role-playing game based on Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, and I'm not joking. It was actually packaged. The rules are packaged in a cassette tape. I mean, it's really cool where everybody takes on the role of like a different guy in a song. I think it's Boy Problems. Um, it's <laughs> There is tabletop role-playing games that are like Japanese slice of life high school. Uh, there's stuff in space. Um, it's it's not just one thing. Um, it's it's uh, it's just one of those things. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles uh, is one of those. Yeah, I was just informed about that. There's Ninja Turtles role playing. So like pretty much anything you can think about. And on top of that, you know, most of the people playing now have either been playing a while or they're millennials. So we're yeah. all broke. We can't afford to do anything. Um, you know, so you can use your imagination and you can either be very elaborate and go in on it. Or I have a game that I run on Tuesdays. that's literally over discord. So, I mean, it doesn't take much to get into it and you can really uh, create some very strong friendships. So I think it's great. And I love where uh, tabletop role playing, you know, is right now because it's one of those things where you can spend a lot of money on it or you don't have to. And that's the best part because if you have an imagination and some friends, or just a really strong imagination, uh, you can have fun with tabletop role-playing. <laughs> I like that joke. Um, real quick before we leave this uh, um, subject about Critical Role's epic success, uh, what what kind of resources do you want to throw out there real quick if anyone wants to get into D&D and tabletop D&E? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the classic uh, 5e right now. 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, I feel like, is super easy to just pick up and put down. Just go to dndbeyond.com. Uh, the website's pretty cool. They're always adding new stuff on there. You can read a ton. Uh, really, you can look up almost anything. Uh, Pathfinder, the first edition, uh, is based on Dungeons & Dragons 3.5. Most of that stuff's available as PDFs online. Um, you know... There's a lot of like uh, other games out there that you can find. Uh, checking Humble every now and then. Uh, yeah. Some people release their tabletop role-playing systems for as low as $12 for every single book and resource that they have. Uh, Pathfinder actually was on there a couple, I think last week, uh, as of recording this. And you could get almost every single official Pathfinder uh, book in PDF format for $12. Uh, and it had everything you needed to to play. It had adventure modules. It had your monster manuals, your everything. So that's great. Another good thing is you can just make one up. Just think of something that you like and, you know, look up some basic rules and stuff like that. Uh, there's You can roll dice on your phone. I use RPG simple dice if I need them and stuff. So really just the unlimited power of your imagination and being broke. Nice. <laughs> And now we've come to that part of the podcast where we hit the negative zone. Oh, the first thing I want to talk about is very important, and that is that this week, apparently, Valve did learn to count past two, uh, and unfortunately, that was uh, to the number 13, which is the employees they laid off of their VR hardware division. Um, So I think that proved that VR in gaming was just a trend, personally. Uh. Yeah, yeah, VR and gaming, uh, they need to drop it and move towards other stuff as fast as possible because there's no real money in it, not with all the investments you have to make into the VR space, but also there's so many applications that could save VR uh, that it doesn't need to be a dead technology and something that was flash in the pan just because gaming killed it. Uh, you know, they say porn and gaming always lift up something, but uh, it doesn't look <laughs> like it's work for gaming here. Maybe the porn space works fine, but uh, in gaming, not so much um so yeah, they really i just to... i don't know like my whole thing is people like argued with me and stuff like that i had a couple of people tell me nah that vr gaming was the future that's the way everything was going and i told them uh yeah so is the 3d tv yep yep have fun with the 3d and curved tvs um oh man your... 3d curved tvs oh boy yeah sitting there with your uh with your VR headsets. With your HD DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy all of that tech. Yeah, it was totally ahead of its time. That's how companies yeah. go under, by being ahead of their time. 
<laughs> no, no, they don't. That never happens. The Dreamcasters suck. Sorry, the game sucked. Um, <gasps> oh, hard, hard disagree. We're gonna have to have a whole podcast. There was on like the five really good games, wrong. and then a lot of garbage. Where men were fish. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? Five good games can't sell any system. Even the GameCube had like a stacked software library, even if no one bought it. Like, well, at least the Dreamcast has more longevity than the Wii U, Spencer. Well, I'm not sure about that. Not sure. Well, Nintendo is. The Wii U didn't crash Nintendo as a company. Well, Sega's still around. People Software still only. buy Sonic games. No, they don't. You see that Sonic movie poster? <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Nightmare <laughs> fuel. I think they should just let H-Bomber guy be Sonic in that movie. He yeah. did a better job. Oh my god! I, I, it's like the tale of two cities. It's like Nintendo. Hey, they 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 really truck it and they really try to put their best into every game, even if no one's bought the system. And they'll just re-release on the next system. It's no big deal. Um, but like you look at Detective Pikachu and you look at how well that was handled in those trailers. Everything looks amazing. And then you look at just the pictures of Sonic freak people out. They're like, I don't want this at all. And nothing about this looks good. Not even the actors in it. Whatever. Ugh. Please, I wish they wouldn't have. It was like, hey, Jim Carrey's Dr. Eggman. Hey, this is great. But <laughs> but now, why is everything after this garbage? Um, I want to... My negative zone was a little bit of that. But uh, it's also something that I'm, I'm excited for. But there's two reasons why I'm kind of pissed about it. And that's Back for Blood. If you heard, it was announced today. It's a... Uh, from the studio that's made up of the people that used to be the studio that made Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, because Valve decided, nah, sequels are dumb. Um, we can only count to two. Uh, it's it's made... a meme for a reason, except Counter-Strike, because there's been... I think Global Offensive is the third one, third one of that series. But, yeah, yeah. But they didn't put three in it. But they didn't um, put a number. That's yeah, that's the that's thing. That's the kicker. Yeah. It left wow. It oh man. You know what? And the, the number is part of why I'm pissed. Like I'm pissed that it's called Back for Blood because it's the third one, even if it's a spiritual successor. But I get what they were going for. It's just going to be annoying when it's, whatever. It's Left for Dead, Back for Blood. I get it. It's, well, I, I I think they wanted to call it Dead to Rights, but that was already taken. Yeah, that was. It's a it's classic. Um. But I'm also pissed that this never works. It never works out. Look at, um, ooh, what was that Mega Man ripoff? Uh, it was kickstarted. It was a game oh. made by the creator of Mega Man. It's like, oh, it'll be great. Oh, Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> oh, my God. Get, bringing up Banjo-Kazooie. The team that made Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong Country. It's like, oh, we're going to make ukulele. Okay, I like this. It's cute. And you play it, and it's like, oh, I can play this, and it's fine. I did play a lot of it before I wound up quitting. Um, but it's nothing like the quality of Banjo-Kazooie. I have my N64 hooked up to my TV right now, and it has Banjo-Kazooie in it. And I have to restart it every time because I don't have an active memory card. Because that's what... Memory what? Pack. Memory pack. Yeah, but I can play Banjo-Kazooie and, and play ukulele. And it's like, well, they play exactly the same. But that's not okay for a 20-year difference. Um, right, because yeah. Banjo Kazooie is like, well, you can, except for camera was better on Banjo Kazooie somehow, which is weird. But whatever. Um, I hate it when studios have to like reform, like stay best friends forever, so they can reform and make a spiritual successor to a game that should have gotten a sequel once upon a time. That's annoying. Uh, well, my thing, the thing I brought up earlier, uh, and the thing is, uh, I'm just tired of. People like uh, Notch, the creator of Minecraft, just saying s- stupid shit and coming off like a fedora-wearing neckbeard, and then people who don't like video games already looking and going, see, that's what it's all about. That's their culture. That's their culture. They just hate that's, everybody. That's gaming culture, yeah, that's hating. And it's like, Tipper dude, Gore you... was right. If I had if I'd gotten as much money as he did, I would not only not tweet, um, I'd I would well if I did, I would probably pay somebody to tweet for me. Like I would just have somebody to go on Twitter for me and just but, like them read it and curate it for me, and I would tell them I'm only interested in this, this, and this. He's so rich. What does it matter? Yeah, it's like he can say whatever I, he wants. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter sure who he can. Depends. But the whole th- yeah, that's the whole thing about it though. He just looks like a 
freaking turd. And he thinks fedoras are attractive. Like, he doesn't have enough money to do that. He does. Like, he has so much no, money. No, he doesn't. He, he literally no. can just do whatever he wants. And he's like, Jeff I'm... Bezos is about the only person on earth who could actually unironically like fedoras because he's got that kind of money. Uh, and because he also has the uh, the workers' rights violations to go along with it, yeah, yes, uh, because he does actually run his places like a uh, like a mob boss, so it fits. What, what's perfect about what Notch did is that it can kill Minecraft. He can kill his creation, like Vince McMahon, circa like two thousand and three. Um, oh, that's he true. Injected the WWF with the NWO. Um, He's going to kill his creation. That's what Notch is doing. Him making transphobic. <laughs> They're going to have the next Minecraft story mode. It's going to be an invasion angle where, like. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Kevin Ash, and Scott Hall all show oh, up. Oh, man. You get the man. New World Order kind of like. It's like New Rhino's just going to run across a gore hero, Brian. Like, it's going to be like, what the hell? And like, it's going to be narrated by Paul Heyman. It's going to be the weirdest thing. It's, like, it's going to be great. It's going to be really There's going to be an E3 trailer, and it's going to show Shane McMahon in the Roblox world. Like, like Freddie Blassie is going to get a bunch of uh Oh, I think we probably lost most up. of the audience who listen to this. They have no idea what we're talking about, and I well, love that. We're at the end, so they're all going to be like, I hate wrestling. Or they're not going <laughs> to know that we're talking about wrestling until it just said it. Yeah. It's great. Well... Um, <laughs> now that we've brought up the NWO, that means the podcast can be adjourned. Um, oh man! Just thank- remember, if you're not red and black, you're black and blue. Oh, that's my favorite quote. I say it all the time. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. God, thank you for listening through this. Um, uh, sorry, it was a two-person show, but I feel like we had more fun. It was a more laid-back podcast. We got to make more jokes, and the whole thing became kind of a negative zone. Not really, but kind of. But not um, really. Just because yeah, at least we're all negative. <laughs> Yeah, like we're—I mean, we hold back negative tweets all the time. You know, we don't Donald J. Trump it up uh, a lot. <laughs> so, you know, we, sometimes you'll you'll hear us just candidly talk about it on this podcast because you know you're like our friends, our invisible friends that never talk back. Thanks yeah, for listening. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I, was thinking, for... I was I was looking at my actual invisible friends to make sure they weren't going to be jealous, but uh, I like you guys better. Oh, that's sweet that they approved. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you didn't agree with what we said, or you did agree with what we said, or you, you hate us. Keep your opinion just... to yourself. What do you think this is? A democracy? No, don't oh, keep your opinion to yourself. You should tweet at us or find us on social media anywhere because we are at Take The Studios. And you can find us on YouTube.com slash Take The Studios for videos. This may be a video podcast. It may be a YouTube video. I don't know. It's uh, it's so kind of random. And I kind of want to show off some of the uh, the uh, video man, um, the video kid, uh, and a little bit of Matt, uh, Octopath. Maybe I'll just put the games I've been playing recently on the video. Who knows what will happen. But... Yeah. And just, is, if you uh, if you want to argue with something we said, don't forget to tweet us at White Castle. Oh my God! Don't do that or do that. That'd be great. Thanks. Uh, but uh, thank you. My name is Spencer. You can find me at SYCO one three one six. My name is Hannah. You can find me at White Castle on Twitter. Man, that's the best. Uh, please share this podcast. If you made it this far, please like or comment on this podcast. As long as it's a good comment. We don't need negative po- comments because we have none at all on several platforms. <laughs> but uh, we are on every podcast platform. So if you recommend this to a friend, they will be able to listen to us. And if they say, Check hey, you want play music. That's a place with podcasts, believe it or not. That's where I absorb this. Yeah, Google Play Music, uh, Spotify, that's where someone I know listens to us. I use Casafilm, a friend of mine used TuneIn, another friend of mine uses iTunes, and that is all of the places that we're at. If you have a friend that you recommend this podcast to, and you tell them, hey, go listen to it, and they're like, hey, I can't find it, you lie to me, I hate you, just re- reconcile. Say, you know what, I'm going to reach out to at Take the Studios, and I'm going to tell them they're not on this platform. Please, let us be aware of any podcast platform that we're not on, because we should be on all of them. And uh, we'll try to upload... Yeah, absolutely. We should... Uh, try to upload more youtube videos we'll try that we'll see for charity thank you and goodbye bye thank you